So this morning, um, you know, one of the things that you noticed in our church news is that if you haven't realized by now, the World Cup is about to be upon us. And, um, you, know, you know, there's a fight for the TV. For, in some households, there'll be a fight for the TV of what's, what's on. So uh, we're showing on the big screen the, in, you know, the main England game. So make sure that you take the leaflets that we're going to have as you go out this morning. Uh, and has produced some great stuff to just let you know what's going on. Um, at the, we're showing some stuff at the Infusion Coffee House. We're going to show the final. And uh, it's welcome, everyone. You, you, you'll be welcome there. And it will um, mean that a few households won't have a fight over the big screen or the TV um, because of the, the next month, a month of football. That tired groan that came from your... The ultimate goal, you know, in football, uh, during the World Cup, they'll be talking, the pundits will be talking about the best goal, the most amazing goal. See how it flies in the overhead kick. And uh, who's got the golden boot, the best, the one who scored the most goals in the World Cup. The best, amazing goal, the overhead kick type goal. And um, got a little quiz for you. Uh, It's interesting. Some uh, Some of you football pundits out there, and, and Rich Dawson, if you don't get all of these, I'll be really shocked. No pressure, Rich, no pressure. All ultimate goals. Can you tell me um, the goal, the game, and the World Cup? 1966, said Margaret. It's not 1966. No, it's not 98, but it's 94. I'll put you out of your misery, everybody. And it's, it's an amazing goal. It's a bit blurred, I've got to admit. Michael Owen... Against Argentina, 18 years of age, makes his debut and scores a wonder goal. So if you got that right, to clap, someone's clapping over here. If you guessed that right, awesome. Did you get it, Maurice? Maurice? 94, I think, wasn't it? Oh, 98, Tim. Yeah. I'm living, I'm living in the past. I'm living in the past. Italy's, Italy's winning. Yes, streaks. Okay, um, second one. 98, you are correct. I stand corrected. France, 98. Second, ultimate goal. Are you ready for this? <laughs> it's not the same picture. What are you on about? I haven't done it yet. Ultimate goal. Oh, I know. Oh, I know, I know. Come on, Luke Wilkins, you know this one. <laughs> You're looking as if you know it, Luke. 86, Mexico, 86, correct. Diego Maradona against England. He called it the hand of God. That's what he called it. He handballs it into the back of the net over Peter Shilton's head. Oh, that upset me so much. I didn't sleep for about a month after that. Final one. This has got a twist. I've only said three. Final ultimate goal. Just one more. Best of three. Now, this is a tricky one because I'm going to trick you. There's a, there's a double twist. I've done it in black and white, so you might think it's something else. So what do you think? This is... Who said Pele? Well, Pele's involved in this, Steve Mather. You're absolutely right. So you're on, you're, on, you're on the right track. Anyone guess what this is? What? Escape to victory. No, it's not escape to victory. It is not 1966, by the way. It's not 66. That's in black and white. Maurice? Yeah, you thought it was 66, because I've done it in black and white, I know. 1970, Pelé, and what is it, Steve? Gordon, Steve Mather. 
buff pundit of the year. Uh, absolutely right. It's Gordon Banks' save. It's not a goal. It's a golden save of a potential golden goal. England still lost it 1-0 to Brazil, and Brazil went on to win the 1970 World Cup in a final against, guess who? Italy, actual fact. They beat Italy in that final. Hand of God and an amazing save uh, in that. There's a story in there somewhere, isn't there? Um, I want to read something to you just quickly. Uh, it's, it's in Philippians chapter 3, and this is what Paul says. Paul's ultimate goal. We look at the, the World Cup, the ultimate goal, the best goal, but Paul's ultimate goal in Philippians 3 verse 10, verses 10 to 14, he says this. I want to know Christ. Yes, to know the power of his resurrection... And participation in his sufferings, becoming like him in death, and so somehow attaining to the resurrection of the dead. Not that I've already obtained this or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining forward to what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Jesus Christ. Paul's ultimate goal wasn't in a football and, and through goalposts, but his ultimately goal was a relationship with Jesus Christ. There are three things, just quickly, that Paul shares um, in, that, uh, in, in that, those verses in chapter, in chapter 3, verses 10 to 14. His goal was to know Christ. Paul says, my goal is to know Christ and the power of his resurrection. And that word to know literally means relational, relational knowledge. So Paul's ultimate goal in life was a relational knowledge of the living Jesus Christ. How about that for goal in life? How about that for purpose, destiny in life? To know a relationship with the living Jesus Christ, to make that our main goal in life. We've got lots of goals. People have got lots of things in life. And so he says this, three things. He says, number one, I have not yet attained it. Um, In the message, it says this, which I find really interesting. Paul says this, I gave up that inferior stuff so I could know Christ personally and experience his resurrection power. I'm not saying that I have this all together and that I've made it. So Paul says the first thing into knowing our ultimate goal, our purpose in knowing a relationship with Jesus Christ is, and growing in a relationship with Jesus Christ is this. Number one is we haven't made it. If Paul the Apostle could say, I've not made it. The dangerous Christians is sometimes we think, oh, I've heard it all before. I've been to church lots of times. I've heard it said, seen it, read it, read the text. If you've read through the Bible a couple of times, you've read it. Been there, seen it and done it. It can be like... Worn the t-shirt, watched the video, read about it. But Paul said, no, no, I haven't achieved it. I haven't done it all. Isn't that amazing? Even Paul could say, if we are going to know Jesus, a living relationship with Jesus Christ in all of its amazing beauty and power, the power of his resurrection, then the first part of that step toward that ultimate goal, number one is this, is don't think that you've made it. Don't cruise, don't park up. Don't think that you have made it, but keep pressing on. Keep fresh. Come back to him. Second thing, only one more after this. He says this, I forget what is behind and press on or strain to what is ahead. And um, there, there are two things that we need. If we are going to move forward to our goal, then the first thing that we need is this second point, is focus. 
He says, I forget what is behind. We need focus and fitness. If we're to move forward into a relationship with Jesus Christ, then there are two things. You need focus and you need fitness. I know a lot of focused people today, very focused on their job and their prospects and, and, and the future and their goals. I know people very focused on their education. These are all great things, by the way, the fantastic things. Um, but what he's, he's saying there is, I forget that which is behind and press on ahead. Got to be focused. There are some things in life, it's not wrong to be focused on our lives and our families and our homes and our jobs and our pastime. These are all great things. But Paul says this, if you want to move forward, if you really want a real deep, growing, living relationship with Jesus Christ, our goal in life, our destiny, our purpose, then if we're going to have momentum, we've got to be focused. So he says, I forget what is behind. Doesn't mean to say you leave everything out of the way, but it put in the right context. Focus. We need to be focused. And the second, the third thing uh, he says is this, and straining ahead... I press on towards the goal, namely my relationship to Jesus Christ. That's fitness. You have to focus and fitness. Any footballer, Steve, Steve, Steve Williams would tell you as a football coach, you have to have focus as well as fitness. It's outlook as well as your actions. And, um, and so Paul says this. He says, I forget what is behind. Focus on life. Get the main thing, the main thing. Some of us are more focused on other stuff than our relationship with Jesus. And then the second and final thing, if we're going to have forward momentum with him, is he says, straining ahead, I press on towards the goal. That's about fitness. It's about being fit. It's about our spiritual fitness, our heart. You know, our, we, we monitor our heart rate. You monitor the amount of steps that you do. Uh, the other day I did 16,500 steps because Helen and I went for a walk somewhere, and then I went walked from a car somewhere else. And at the end of the day, and I, I monitored how many steps. You're supposed to do 10,000 10, steps a day is supposed, supposedly the magic number. I don't know. But something like that. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. But he says, be fit, spiritually fit. Relationship, heart, love, worship, to pray, to know, read God's word, and to, to love and speak and relate to Jesus Christ. Uh, some of us are more focused on other fitness, which is not wrong, than our living, purposeful relationship with Jesus Christ. Finally, a man called Norman Vincent Peale said this about focus. A Christian writer, a minister, he said this, shoot for the moon, and even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. Aim, purpose. He said, shoot for the moon, and even if you miss, you'll land among the stars. You know this morning... Let's make our aim, our goal, nothing else than our relationship with Jesus Christ. Our main thing, the main thing. I hear so many people say, keep the main thing, the main thing. Your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ, the living God, make him the main thing. Shoot for the moon, make him the main thing. You know, and even if we don't feel that I'm good enough, I'm bad, I'm uh, not bad enough, I'm good enough, I'm too bad, I'm not good enough, I don't read enough, I'm not worshipful enough, I let God down, aim, shoot for, make him our goal. And you know what? We'll, we'll reach out to him. We'll reach out to him, learn and know and grow and have. And Paul said, my goal is a relationship with Jesus Christ and his presence and the power of his resurrection. Know that in our marriage... We'll know that in our homes. We'll know that with our children. We'll know that in our lives. We'll know that in a church. We'll know that in our nation. Let's make him our goal. Let's pray.
We're going to come and worship as we close uh, this morning. And um, let's make him the main thing.